Um, so I'm Leah Alview. I'm one of the caregivers at Manos Pequeñas. Um, and then I also, there's Esmirna and Julieta here with me today. Um, they're also caregivers. Um, we're all from Manos Pequeñas, um, the orphanage in Tecate, Mexico. I'm at the orphanage right now. We have three houses. Um, I'm the caregiver of the house of the girls. And then Julieta, Esmirna, and then Julieta's um, husband, Juan Carlos, they are the caregivers of the other house that they usually have the babies and then the boys. And then we also have Amara and Glenn Bozich, and they are the caregivers of the third house, and they have one little boy right now, and they do all the relief care for the breaks. So we're going to show three different um, presentations today. The first video that we're going to show is a presentation of all the kids that were in Manos Pequeñas last year, so 2021. Um, how the orphanage works is we work together with the DIF, the Child Protective Services in Mexico, and if they have kids that are taken away from families or any problems, they'll call us and then they will bring us kids. So this is the video of 2021.
ver. A ver, ¿dónde está el bueno? ¿Dónde está el bueno? Y un día yo dejé de ver Y su gracia yo contemplaré Y entonces yo podré gozar del gran amor que Dios me vino a mostrar Cada día yo dejé de amar Chili, chili, chili Amar a Dios y, y jugar um, para, para que podamos ir a la escuela en su examen. Dale Jesús, dale Jesús, dale Jesús. ¿Estás llorando? Unos ojitos, Vicky. Ojitos. ¿Qué están haciendo? Están descansando un rato. Porque ya trabajaron bien duro. Yo sí, él no. No cuentas tu tazo, ya te lo vi que los traes. ¿Qué estaban haciendo? ¿Van a jugar tazo un rato? No. Sí, están, se están preparando. Están descansando porque trabajaron bien duro. Yo sí. ¿Seguro? Él no. Yo quería jugar. ¿Quién quería jugar? Él. Él. ¿Seguro? Yo sí estoy, estoy chulando, mira. Mira. Yo estoy chulando. A ver. A ver. Estos trabajadores están bien cansados y tienen descansado un rato jugando tazos. Ok, pues con esta imagen los dejamos. Sale. Vemos. Uh. Listo. Oye. This was, yeah, the presentation of the kids in 2021. We do have a fairly big turnover with kids, so especially the babies, a lot of times they come for just one month, maybe two, and then switch over. Um, so we get a lot of kids from a lot of different cases, um, drugs in the family, parents can't take care of them, some abuse. Um, but this next presentation we're going to show is probably one of the most severe cases that we've seen. 
um, the DIF, so the Child Protective Services, called Julieta, and they told her that they had a little girl that was in the hospital. She was really severely abused. They weren't sure if she was even going to survive. But they asked Julieta, if this little girl does survive and makes, makes it out of the hospital, would you all be willing to take, take her in? And so we said yes, and so this is her story.
last presentation that we're gonna show is just um, the building of the new house. Um, so that was the third house at Manos Pequeñas. Um, and we just wanted to say that we're so grateful for all the work teams that came, everyone who supported with that house. We wish we could show pictures of everyone who came to build the house, but there would not be enough time for that. So um, this is the slideshow of the building of the last house.
um, to ask us any questions throughout the week. And Frank Verakovics is also here as well to answer questions. So let us know. Thank you. Okay, we're going to switch uh, to Brother Bobby uh, to uh, talk about in Ghana the work there. I bring greetings from Ghana. I'm going to start off this by, first of all, saying that uh, for those of you who are older enough to remember Brother Rex, he was educated uh, at the Prairie University Bible College in Alberta, Canada. He was sponsored by mission, this, this mission, actually. And after that, he was sponsored to come back home to Ghana to continue with uh, missions work. And so he started off by first establishing a church known as the Faith Evangelical Church in December 1973. He trained a lot of pastors, me inclusive, and so a couple of years ago he became incapacitated and so leadership descended from him to other people, some of whom are known to a lot of you, Brother, Brother Charles and Brother Prince and Brother Fred. So they were at the helm of affairs. And since then, and um, five years ago, Brother Rest passed on. But the work still continues. And so, um, in his place was Fred, who was appointed in April 2018. And the two other guys, Prince and Charles, became his deputies, you know. Um, and so, um, up to this point, the three of them have decided to step down because they are of age. And so it means that leadership, again, has to shift to some other people. And unfortunately, leadership has shifted onto me. And so I now happen to be the overseer of the Faith Evangelical Mission, Ghana. I'm, I'm going to give you a, 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 a brief statistics on the uh, churches in Ghana, the churches operate mainly in the southern, southern part of the country because um, comparatively to the northern part, uh, it appears that the, the southern part is a bit developed than the um, northern part. And we have about, we had Ten regions then. Now it's grown to 14 regions. But so we are operating mainly in the south in five regions. 
And so to give you a breakdown, that is from 2018 and 2022, um, the churches in the greater Accra region, the greater Accra happens to be the capital of Ghana. In 2018, the churches were 34. But in 2020, due to COVID, it is now, sorry, it, it, it used to be 34. Right now, it's 38. Because we were able to add only four churches because of the, of, of the COVID. And then in the eastern region, in 2018, it used to be 11. Now, it is 13. In the western region, it was one, and it is still one. In the central region, it, is one, it was one, and it's now two. And in the Volta region, it was one, and it's now four. So in, around 2018, the total number of churches that were operating within the country was 48. As we speak, it has grown into 58. So now... We have 58 churches in Ghana. And fortunately, we also have three in the U.S. here. The, the reason being that a lot of our membership have migrated to the U.S. And they don't want to go to any other church apart from a faith evangelical church. So we have established one in Virginia, and Dumfries, and one in Worcester, Massachusetts, and the other one in Maryland, um, Ellicott City. So we have three in the U.S. here. So this is basically a, a short presentation of the churches. But I would like to... Uh, yeah. so, uh, so the, the church... That is, the church as a mission developed into having a school and a clinic. It was a clinic, but it has now metamorphosed into a hospital based on addition of certain facilities. You know. And if I will have to report on the hospital first, the hospital was established in March 1984 by Rex. And the doctor and the nurse who started the, the clinic were actually members of the church. Um, the church can now, the, the hospital, so to speak, can now boast of one. 178 staff members in over 15 departments. We have the theater, the laboratory, the ultrasound services, dental, pharmacy, antenatal, obstetrics, gynecology, OPD, IPD, I, physician specialist clinic, Urology clinic, hypertensive clinic, diabetic clinic, child welfare clinic, pediatric clinic, dietitian clinic, home visits unit, finance department, administration, 
and management. The, the theatre department, I'm just trying to cut them short because it's a lot. The theatre department have, has been able to perform um, surgeries. Um, it has 18 nurses and two anesthetics, two surgeons who pass through as and when necessary to perform surgeries. Um, surgeries are, have been performed and they include hernia repair, myomectomy, hysterectomy, caesarean section, circumcision, and excision biopsy, among others. Averagely, 15 surgeries are done each month. The department has a theater table to bed to nurse patients after surgery, a monitor, among others, that helps give patients the best care. Okay, so let me descend to laboratory. The laboratory attends to an average of about 900 clients each month, with the highest being 1,200. The Faith Evangelical Mission Hospital Laboratory is able to do series of investigations including hematological tests, parasitology, serology, as well as clinical chemistry and hormonal assay. Most of these services are done manually with equipment like semi-automated chemistry analyzer, semi-automated hormones analyzer, urinalysis, with the help of a microscope and glycated hemoglobin. The laboratory needs many equipment and analyzers to augment the workforce and to facilitate reports. Some of the equipment needed are fully automated chemistry analyzer, fully automated hormones analyzer, five-part hematology analyzer, electrophoresis machine, glycated hemoglobin analyzer, digital centrifuge, water distillation machine, blood bank fridge, a printer, laboratory incubator, and, and staff. The dental department has a staff strength of six, com comprising of two dentists, one dental surgery, assistant and three general nurses. An average of 60 patients are attended to on a monthly basis for varying dental procedures. Some of the procedures, uh, there are a lot, scaling and polishing, scaling and root planning, teeth restorations, teeth replacement, root canal treatment, extractions, and, and a whole lot. The Obstetrics, gynecology, and antenatal clinics. These are the most vibrant and patronized clinics in the facility. It has 22 midwives and assistants. Here, we do daily antenatal clinics and monthly new entrants of an average of 112. We also do average deliveries of 29 monthly. 
Some cases we have been seeing arterial abdominal hysterectomy, salpingectomy. Some of the words are, are big, you know. Elective SC, myomectomy, and community health nursing. Our main challenges are periods of refer referrals. We find it very difficult because there is no ambulance to convey patients to higher facilities for further management. We trust that management will support the unit with an ambulance. We also, ch we also have challenges in resuscitating babies due to the absence of enough mobile oxygen. Also, radiant, warmer, suction pump, supplement, oxygen, resuscitate, resuscitate, suction machine, and you need autoclave. We have three staff at the eye department, two nurses and one optometrist. Since the beginning of the year to June, we have seen about why 129 clientele, averagely 20 clients a month, who mostly are being diagnosed of bacterial infection and refractive errors. Activities done for clients include vision taking, general consultation, and refraction. Minor cases such as refractive errors, dry eyes, diseases, allergic conjunctivitis, bacterial infection, glaucoma, and acute hemorrhagic conjunctivitis are being managed here. Okay, and there are certain equipment that we need to have, slit lamp, Auto refractor, tenometer, and new VA screen. And we believe that with the help of God, we can, we can have uh, these facilities to help improve our services at the clinic. And then, we, we, the special clinics are held on different and specific days, and there are average attendance of 270 a week. Most of these specialists come from outside to practice in our facility. And uh, the, 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 we have, we, uh, let me finally report on the IPD general ward and I come to the school. The, this department has, has a total of 22 nurses comprising of nursing officer one, nursing officer, five senior staff nurses, seven staff nurses, four senior enrolled nurses, four enrolled nurses, and one ward assistant. The duties they perform on the ward include the discharge of patients, administration of medication, monitoring of vital signs, monitoring of ill patients and providing nursing care, uh, suctioning of patients, transfusion of blood, administration of oxygen, catheterization, wound dressing, setting of intravenous line, ward dusting, and bed making, serving of bedpan, and education on conditions to patients. Challenges on the general ward need to service and refurbish inbuilt oxygen outlets on the walls for each ward bed, bed screen and bed lockers, fixing of side rails, need commode instruments for wound dressing, trolleys and trays for medication, and vital signs need new mattresses that won't cause injury to the patient's body. Each bed should have a bell 
and a new curtain. So in short, this is basically what I can report as far as the, our health facility is concerned. And uh, I'm now reporting on the, our educational facility. facility. The, the, the school is governed by a seven-member board, which was appointed in 2021 for a four-year term. Okay, so the names of the people are there. And then um, the management staff is also reported here. Okay, staffing. Now let me come to staffing. The school currently has a staff strength of 49. The breakdown is as follows. Management staff, four. Teaching staff, 34. Non-teaching staff, 11. The school operates three units, namely preschool, primary, and JHS. The breakdown of enrollment as at 30th of June, 19, sorry, 2022. Uh, preschool, that, that consists of the crutch, nursery, and kindergarten, has 273 pupils, children. In the primary, that is grades 1 to 6, has 328. And the JHS, which is the junior high school, from grade 7 to 9, has 95 students. So the total student population, as we speak now, is 696. The current number of pupils on bursary, scholarship, preschool, JHS, as of June, of this year is 48 at 21,500. Well, this, this should have been converted into dollars for you to understand better, but it's, it's been quoted in, in Ghana cities. You know, it's 21,560 per term to the school. So, this is what the school suffers with regard to um, birth rates and scholarships. Key achievements. They, despite the numerous challenges faced with respect to the COVID-19 pandemic, the school has made remarkable achievements in the 2021-2022 academic year. Some of the key achievements are listed below. We had, at the DHS level, we had 100% passes. And we, with 90% distinction in the 21, in the 2021 DCE examinations. The BCE examination is the basic education um, examinations. Basic, we call it BCE. Basic in Ghana, BCE. We had 100% passes and 90% distinction. And after after the uh, the children pass out from school and they, they need to to continue, it is a government that. Um, actually places them in various schools you know, by, by computers. It's been computerized. And so the, the, the government places them. And we had 100% placements. Uh, you, you bet that a lot of children in other schools don't have placements at all. They go to check and their names do not even appear in, in, the, in the data. But we had 100% placement, placements in, into uh, secondary schools. And, and so we are, we are having 
steady progress in, in student enrollment because it, I think four years ago the number was about 290. The student population was about 290. So within, within four years it's risen to 696. We, we have free admission into the crash and scholarships for pupils from deprived homes and then recruitment of additional teaching staff and then refurbishment of additional classrooms um, with the help of this mission Bishop um, Brother Rex was able to build a very huge school, school structure and as we, as we speak um, there are a lot of the classrooms that have not been actually developed and so it is one of the challenges to be able to refurbish the additional classrooms for more intakes uh, and procurement of additional desks, chairs, and teaching aids. And uh, we also need help in the area of setting up a school website. And, and that's it. Uh, yeah, so, so challenges. Uh, despite the modest achievement, the following are key challenges that require urgent attention. High cost of textbooks, exercise books, and teaching materials, inadequate bursaries to cater, increasing number of needy students, pressure on existing school facilities, inadequate funds to cater for operational costs and infrastructural development, low remuneration of staff, poorly equipped school library and computer lab, lack of drainage at the school's frontage causes havoc on a compound during heavy rains. In order to promote the school's prospects and enhance the overall teaching and learning environment, there is the need for an additional funding support for infrastructural development, an upgrade of school facilities, refurbishment of more classrooms on the third and fourth floors to accommodate additional classrooms, scale-up of the mission's scholarship bursaries to cater for increasing number of needy students, restocking of the school's library and ICT lab, provision of higher occupancy school bars, provision of sports facilities and sports equipment, construction of preschool block at proposed site. We actually, uh, we, 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 we are actually housing the preschool within the main school structure and we intend to move them away uh, to another, another property which belongs to us just opposite where the school is. Yeah. And then um, installation of CCTV cameras to improve security and construction of a school kitchen and dining area construction of drainage in the school's frontage, okay, and then increase in staff emolument and incentives. Okay, so this is also a brief report on the Faith Evangelical Complex School. Okay, so thank you so much for listening. And I am very sure that the Holy Spirit is speaking with your hearts to be a part of this missionary work.
Thank you. We actually have <clears throat> a few minutes for questions for Bobby. Bobby is going to be actually uh, here till Wednesday about 3 o'clock yeah. to get yeah. to the airport. He's going to be visiting uh, their Worcester uh, congregation there. Yeah. But uh, um, and so if you see him around, feel free to ask him questions. But uh, if somebody has a question, Sorry. Brother Thad, I see you with a question. The, the, in 2018, it was 48. Now it's 58. Don't go there. Pardon me? <laughs> We're in the minus side. Brother Frank. Yep. Yeah, actually, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, become a local church within. United States of America because um, it's it predominantly uh, Africans, you know. Yeah. Twenty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. We have any other questions, for Bobby? No, we, 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 we look at the situation and handle it as it is. You know, yeah. Some people can, um, well, they know it is a mission hospital. Before they come there, they know it's a mission hospital. So they will not be charged the way they will be charged when they go to uh, the other hospitals and, and, the, and the government hospital. You know, yeah. There is some government assistance for certain scenarios, certain yeah. people, yeah. Uh, but they don't turn anybody away just mm. because they can't afford it. They find the way to, to make it possible. Yeah, exactly. Any other questions? Any questions for, because we have a, a few minutes, is there any questions for, uh, for the sisters from Little Hands? For, from Mexico. Wow, this is the, these presentations must have been so complete. No <laughs> questions, hardly. <laughs> Thank you, brother Bobby, for You're welcome. Your, for your time, and thanks for coming all the way here to visit us.